Welcome to Senequanon News. I'm your ranker, Persona Non Grata. Our categories today are Sanctions Never Work, Oil Lies, and Aaron Rodgers Valuation. So we'll start with Economic Sanctions Never Work. The main reason economic sanctions never work is all the unintended consequences. First, many sanctions can be gotten around through cloaked activity, deals with other major trading partners, political allies, and the black market. Second, the leaders can use the sanctions to rally their people against you. Often these leaders will gain support rather than lose it, despite the intention of the sanctions. The leaders never feel the impact of the sanctions, just the people. And the people don't like that they have to suffer just because you don't like their leader. In fact, long-standing sanctions can lead to war as leaders seek out replacement of resources as the stability of their country is being undermined and destabilized. This actually means the sanctions worked, but somehow no one ever expects sanctions to result in war. And let's be clear, trade sanctions are not benign tools of discipline to a recalcitrant leader, but a declaration of war on the economy. It only costs jobs and businesses in the private sector of the target country, but disrupts trade, international trade that causes prices to rise and distribution and resource networks to adapt. It is the same as the first steps in a war. Disrupt the supply lines and change the communication. You want to create chaos and prevent coordination of the military units. This is what you were doing to their economy and international trade. So far we have gotten away with this, but I believe that time is up. How would you feel if a country destroyed your economy to save you? If you want to conquer a country, you want to take it intact. You don't want to reduce it in rubble and take over a wasteland. We should have the policy of preserving the private economy and not subject it to sanctions, even if we are not out for conquest. Basically, trade sanctions are the same as targeting civilians in a war. Too many politicians see it as a tool of strength when it is just a whip against the everyday citizen just trying to get by. That's all I got to say about that. Moving on, we have oil lies. The administration has recently been blaming Russia on high gas prices at the pump. Strangely, they admit knowing the Russian invasion was coming for some time. They did not attempt to explain why they did nothing to prevent it. And they didn't celebrate that now that Russia has already invaded, that we can now expect gas prices to stabilize. They did stress it was necessary for us to suffer, though, for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They also lied about price gouging and profiteering of the oil and gas companies. Hello, we can see the markets and the futures pricing for oil. It's well over $100 a barrel. Of course, they made no announcements on lowering federal and state taxes on gas at the pump, which constitute almost half of gas prices per gallon. Funny how no one ever talks about government greed, especially the politicians. Have you ever noticed how politicians are the only people on earth who can be greedy without making a profit? And let's hear it for a coordinated policy. Right after the administration announced the release of the strategic reserves, the rest of the world decided not to buy Russian oil and gas, which caused prices to spiral even higher regardless. Meanwhile, we are still buying Russian oil, but there were no accusations of price gouging for Russia. 
The solution is obvious, of course. For us, we got to open up for energy, for drilling, transporting, distributing, mining coal, fracking, and open new and existing nuclear energy facilities. Europe needs to go back to nuclear and open up their energy policies to tap any significant oil and gas reserves in their territories. In our last segment, we dive into sports and look at the valuation of Aaron Rodgers, who was the MVP quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. If you look at his stats, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If you've seen him play, he is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. Therefore, he should be one of the highest paid players in the NFL since quarterback is the most important player on the field. Here's the twist. Teams play to win. Divisions, the playoffs, conference championships, and the Super Bowl. Green Bay is in a weak division, and it's a given that they will make the playoffs every year. But football is about winning. It's a team sport. Individual stats don't matter unless you're winning. Since 2008, when Rodgers took over quarterback full-time, Green Bay has only been to the Super Bowl once and won in 2010. They only went to the NFC Championship one other time in 2016 and lost. The rest of the time, they've been knocked out in either the first or second round of the playoffs or missed the playoffs a couple of years. When it comes to results, Rodgers ain't getting it done, which is a big hit to his value. Many have made excuses for him, like their defense is bad, running game is bad, offensive line, injuries, not good enough receivers, etc. He's had issues with his coaches and seems to be somewhat of a drama queen. I've seen some of these issues for myself. But excuses are reasons why you lose. If you're looking for excuses, you're looking to lose. The last couple of seasons have caused me to reevaluate Rodgers. He choked particularly badly in those games. That caused me to review what happened over the last several years. There were a couple of comments he made over the years that made me think he doesn't want to win. I've never heard of him doing extra practice in the offseason or during the season. And I've never heard of him sacrificing pay so the team could upgrade talent elsewhere. I have heard of Tom Brady doing that. If you want to win, you got to make sacrifices that others don't or won't. Yes, he did win the Super Bowl, but that was on a team that could have won it without him. They were unable to even make it back to the Super Bowl with that team in the following years. He can win if it's handed to him on a silver platter, but that's it. The last couple of years, he just didn't have the will to win because he should have. He had opportunities to make plays and chose not to in the playoffs. Now they want to pay him $50 million a year for success that never materialized. I added up, it is time to go shopping elsewhere for a quarterback. For any serious NFL team, it's Super Bowl or bust. Pay should be based on probability and outcome. If you win the Super Bowl, your quarterback may well be worth $50 million. Otherwise, he is worth nothing. That's $50 million for a 100% probability of winning the Super Bowl, $25 million for a 50% probability of winning the Super Bowl, and zero for a zero probability of winning the Super Bowl. Well, Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay and will be paid handsomely. It is too easy to get drunk on the promise of talent and potential, even for a quarterback past his prime, than to sober up to the reality that you are not achieving results. 
For the last three decades, Green Bay has had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only has two Super Bowls to show for it. Bart Starr won five NFL championships in the first two Super Bowls in less than a decade. Sadly, it looks like Green Bay has locked itself into four more years of losing in the playoffs or worse. Rodgers has become a money pit that will prevent Super Bowls in both the short term and in the long term after he has gone and retired. Have your talents been paying off or have they been stalled in mediocrity? Perhaps you should do a self-evaluation. If it hasn't been paying off, is that due to effort or effectiveness? Would your talents never be realized or recognized in your current situation? We're all playing for our own Super Bowl. Valuation can let you know if you need to change uh, or if you need to change your situation or some combination of both to achieve your goals. It's easy to keep your head down and remain stubbornly loyal to your original plan when you're losing. Have the courage to keep score. Have the courage to change your plans. Take action to ensure success. You only have one life, but you have many chances to improve your life. A small change today can have a large result in five to ten years. Don't set goals you know you can accomplish. Here's an excerpt from Bud's speech on a Father Knows Best episode in 1956 to give you an idea of how to approach goal setting. I believe you ought to set your goals high. The higher, the better. Why not shoot for the moon? Shooting for the moon used to mean the impossible, but scientists now tell us it's only a matter of time before we reach the moon. And why? Because there are men who had had the courage to try the impossible, trying to reach the moon. The thing of it is, is belief in yourself. If you really believe you can do it, you can. Whether it's flying to the moon or getting a good grade in school. Now I think I might add to that, that if you really want to do your goals right, that you want to, let's say if you want to go to the moon, the best way to go to the moon is to go to Mars. Make going to a moon a foregone conclusion. And that's why we should have grandiose goals that don't seem achievable. It brings us closer to God. First, you have the humility of realizing how much you haven't done or don't know to get there. And then on your road to success, you have all the achievements and accomplishments, even if you don't achieve the ultimate goal, that you would have never seen had you not embarked on this path. And in that, you see the innate nature of God and man. And that's what makes every one of us special and great. For Senequanon News, I'm Persona Non Grata. Please spay and neuter your politicians. Good night.